Well done to you for for inserting that you're six five. That's 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 that was impeccable. Lo- I love Thank you, you to do that. That's fair. fair I do it. Well, I do well, it well, all well, the time on my no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was just impeccable, and I love the way you just slid in. That's I, I can't I can't applaud you more that, enough for that. Thank that's you. Thank very, you. Very well done. Um, I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> yes. yes. It I just see it all. Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Bam Kolimokwede. And that's right, we are back talking about TV. And boy, there's a lot of TV to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about, tell you guys about some shows that you probably should be watching. And then we're going to discussing the long-awaited return of Donald Glover's Incredible Atlanta and the premiere of Marvel's Moon Knight. And joining me today, he chains himself to his bed every night because he's freaky like that <laughs> it's tmt <laughs> that's true i chain my bed i chain myself to my bed every night because i just want to really sleep in every morning yeah you don't I want to like, like your other, your other self is trying to get ten thousand steps in it's just like no and i'm like no yeah i want to stay in bed i'm just my problem is i'm too ambitious <laughs> I'm too, <laughs> my problem we are too sad <laughs> You put the sun around your bed. It's just like you you want to sleep in. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. So here I am. Yeah. Um. Thank you very much, Timothy, for coming on. Talk about like hey, man. good slate of TV. Um. I'm a big I'm a big fan, so I'm I'm happy to do this. I love TV. Um. I don't know if I prefer movies to TV. I think I like movies because this fight there's you know more finality. Mm-hmm. Like I can just see it to the end. Mm-hmm. But with TV, there's just more exploration of character stuff yeah so. I've, been, hmm. I've been thinking about this yeah. recently actually i think i definitely um like tv more mm. but i think that's because my pop culture awakening if you can put it like that yeah. was like via tv it was quote-unquote peak tv yeah. breaking bad and so that was when i was like oh i care about stories i don't just like watch random shit movies mm-hmm. so i think i I, st- I still love movies we just did two months of movies but like i think tv is where it's like yeah yeah i would rather watch a great tv show than watch a great movie 100 percent Hundred percent seems blasphemous, but I guess that's yeah. That's, that's life. That's just it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird that um, movies then go on to make more money <laughs> in general. Well, I mean, they would argue right now that TV is part oh, of the yeah. reason killing killing movies. Yeah, TV is absolutely destroying them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was like being a TV star was shit. Like, it was yeah. like you can't be a TV star; you have to be a movie star. No one goes to do TV, and then mm-hmm. now it's like. Which movie star isn't doing TV? Like, I think I think it's just Brad Pitt and literally maybe, no one else. It's just Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Denzel. No, like Brad Pitt sets, right? Those guys, Brad Pitt and Damon and Affleck. Yeah, yeah, like, but even that, I, I, I think Leo is doing a TV show soon. I mean, until it's out, yeah, Leo, Affleck. But I get what you mean. That that that, that class of people, yeah, that, that class, yeah, like, and above, yeah. Those guys are not touching TV for a while. <laughs> but I think that's it because it's the stigma, right? It's like yeah. they grew up in industry yeah. thinking like you can't do TV, and I'm yeah. trying to think of. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson's doing a mini series right now. Yeah, wait, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I won't be surprised if he had a creepy show. Like someone that would do anything. Like if he like if he like if he likes the show or the story, he would do anything. Story, He's not yeah. really. The... Yeah, but That's yeah, you're the thing. right. Like he, do- Samuel Jackson works really hard for someone who doesn't need the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and like he's not. He's never had the phase in his career where he's chasing something. Like nah, he's chasing just Alaska, like, for example. He's just like, I like the story, and I'm going to do sticks on a plane. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just yeah. going to do it. And like, I don't. Yeah, I like the money, but like I'm not. I guess he came in later as well, so maybe he was like, Fair. he was making up for lost time. But I think he made his film debut forties. I think was it in forties? Jesus, I, I think so. Because Tom Jackson is in his seventies, isn't he? So like, yeah, he's seventy three, and I think he started in early nineties. Wow, the Spike yeah. Lee movie. I can't remember, I can't remember which one. Was it Mobile? Um, no, it wasn't. I think the first time I saw him was in Coming to America. Oh yeah, and that was in like a cameo. But I meant like a, yeah, and yeah, like eighty eight, eighty something. Yeah, late yeah. 80s. So like yeah, so he became a. A leading man in the nineties. So in the nineties, I think it was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I kind of well, the Spike Lee film then Pulp Fiction. The Spike Lee film, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Anyway, um, some quick admin. So, like I mentioned earlier, we're doing TV shows now. There's a flurry mm-hmm. of exciting TV shows coming up. Trust me. I um, mean, April and May. So we're gonna try and 
I can't talk about all of them. It's impossible, but I'll try to mention as many as possible just so you guys can go watch them. Okay. Um, last week, Ibuka, Chinedu, and Obiora, and our friend Liam spoke about Top Boy. They kicked me off of that. So that's on all platforms. Is also the full episode also on YouTube if you want to watch that. Um, speaking of YouTube, please like and subscribe. I can't if I just said that, but that's who I am now. Welcome. <laughs> yes. And and while I'm begging, please also subscribe on every platform you listen to this podcast and please follow us if you're listening on spotify or apple music please rate and review yeah um yeah i don't know i'm not gonna i don't, I don't want to do any more begging um uh, let's let's have to <laughs> oh yeah late, late, later this week i'm gonna be joined by a friend of mine who was on the final season of peaky blinders oh and we're gonna talk about the show his experience on the show and how killian murphy smells i really want to know that so like <laughs> please join join us for that later this week and yeah for now we're just going to talk about great tv with yeah. um tmt and speaking of tv right and great entertainment there's only one place to start right tmt mm-hmm. have you seen morbius oh 100 no i haven't <laughs> i the thing is like i really do want to see morbius because i thought it was going to be like a 49 percent Rotten Tomatoes kind of movie. But it's a 16% Rotten Tomatoes kind of movie. Is that, is that how low it is? And that's different for me. That's interesting. Oh, Once wow. a movie goes below 20, I am officially, my interest so, is peaked. I mean, on this podcast, we try not to rate um, Rotten Tomatoes too highly because... Mm-hmm. That no, 100%. 100%. But yeah, the problem is that it's such a good aggregator to know like what <laughs> And I remember seeing that. And I think it's... I don't know if it's my distrust in Sony. If anything that is Sony... And it's not like Lord and Miller i.e. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Or like really has the Marvel collaboration in it. I'm just like, yeah. don't, I feel like you, I feel like you guys are gonna mess this up. <laughs> Maybe so, like Uncharted. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Uncharted. I, I look I love Tom Holland, but I didn't see Uncharted. And then I think I'm not I know people like Venom, and I've talked about it on podcasts. I know people like Venom. I don't like Venom and why I've do people like that. Venom? That's very interesting that people love Venom. <laughs> People really... PTA said he likes Venom. I think people like Tom Hardy. <laughs> people really like Venom. And I, I just don't get it. And I'm like... But I think my piece... After watching Venom 2, because I was there, and I wasn't laughing at any of the jokes, and people were laughing. And I was like, oh, okay. They are not making a bad movie. Yeah. Everything they're doing is intentional. I'm just a hater. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just don't like what they're doing. Like, like, like they're not like... They didn't try to do something, and then they fell off the mark. They just made yeah. something, and then it was... I was like, okay, so it's not yeah. that it's a bad movie. It's just I don't get it. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm the problem here. <laughs> not, yeah, I'm the problem <laughs> Not Ruben. Was it Ruben <laughs> Fisher? Who directed Venom? I think it was the that same was the guy who directed... One. Okay, no, yeah, Fisher was okay. the first one. I think he also did Uncharted, and then Andy Serkis yeah. directed the second one. So I'm like, look... <laughs> he's the sunny... Zack Snyder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, sorry, that's Zack Snyder. Because I think the Venom 2 had maybe, like, at, off the top of my head, maybe seven Oscar nominations amongst everybody involved. Like, you have Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris. Yeah. Is it Michelle? No, Michelle, Michelle Williams. <laughs> Michelle Williams. I forgot about Michelle Williams. So I'm like, yeah. these guys are too smart to not know what they're doing. Maybe I'm just not the one. And I was like, that's fine. Do you know what I think? Well, I think, um, like, the actual thespians in Hollywood feel like, you know, just making a comic book movie at this point is just a check. Like, you get this really dope check. But then yeah. the guys who do do it from, like, Marvel are like, yo, these are really good movies. We can really make something here. But I feel like the guys who do it with other studios, like DC and Sony, they're just like, man, this is a fucking check. I'm about to get this <laughs> well, money. I mean, so, not to, I don't want, I don't want people to start attacking us or whatever, but like, I think like some of the DC ones, they're definitely sold by like, if you have Zack Snyder in front of you mm. and he's pitching you something, I think he's the type of person that like can, like you will be sold, if that makes sense. Like if Zack Snyder yeah. is pitching something to you, you'll be sold. Yeah. It's just that I just never agree with, with the end product. That's just me. You know, yeah, he does He does know what he wants, which a lot of directors, I can't say I that think he just about. doesn't have enough checks and balances, like to say, don't go so far. Like I like Sucker Punch, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't, like, continue. Which other Zack Snyder film do you like? I lo- I like the first Watchmen. I really like that movie. Oh, uh, my, my co-host over here, I really like that movie. Yeah, um, David I watched, I watched it once. I said I was not going to watch it again. I was young. It was, it was yeah. long. I was like, and then the TV show came out. And I was like... Have you seen it as an adult? No, I, do I want to, like... You, you will. You, you'll, you'll enjoy it more. You'll be like, ah, oh, okay. And then you'll watch the TV show like, huh, okay. But I mean, I, I, I love the TV show. That's not even like... Mm. Yeah, you don't need to enjoy the movie to like the TV show. Because we have to realize that people that, most people that do film and stuff, right? Unless you're mm-hmm. really 
Alicia Jeremy Strong, as much as I love him. Their goal is to play dress up. That's how they go into this. Like, is to just wear costumes and save one line. So, like, where else are you going to do that apart from, like, a comic book? I think a lot of them really enjoy doing making comic book stuff when it's good. True. Yeah. That's the thing. Morpheus doesn't even wear a costume. He just, he wears skinny jeans. And he, Morpheus glides on air currents. Do you know how crazy that is? As a thing to write for a character. He glides, he doesn't fly. He glides on air, he glides through air currents. What does that mean? <sighs> Morpheus, man. I, I, so I remember when his first trailer came out. Like two weeks ago, a friend of mine was like, ah, Morpheus looks mad. Old. And I was like, why do you say that? Because of the trailer. And she was like, yes. And I didn't reply her because <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to be bad mind because I didn't have anything good to say. You know when they're like, you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. Yeah. Because I was like, this trailer looks bad. All the trailers it's, have looked bad to me. It's not impressive. So I'm not even surprised by the reviews. That, like a friend of mine who was really looking forward to it just found out about the reviews yesterday. And he was like, have you seen the reviews? I was like, I kind of expected it. He was so deflated. I was like, I didn't tell you that the reviews were bad because I wanted you to just, I didn't want to, to spoil it for you. Because I'm like, how can a movie have Jared Harris, who was in Chernobyl, and Mad Men, Matt Smith, who was in The Crown, and Doctor Who, and Tyrese? What kind of movie are we having here? What kind of movie are we assembling here? What is going on here? Why is Tyrese in a movie with Jared Harris you, and Matt Smith? You don't think Tyrese is the same caliber of Desperate? I think, I think after making nine Fast and Furious movies, something happens to your brain, and you can't do anything. Physically, you can't yeah, do anything. Yeah, Because there's like, you remember like, those movies started out with Ludacris being like, I think it was like a me- mechanic. Yeah, in the second one. He made his debut in the second one with the afro and everything. Yeah, and there's just one of them where he's like in this crazy kung fu fight and he knows what he's doing. He knows like that, what he's again, doing. That's another podcast. If we want. <laughs> Look, I love the Fast and Furious movies. That's my Venom. Fast and Furious is my Venom. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean... There are maybe two or three that are legitimately like good films. Like, I mean, they, if there's nine of them, I would say more than six. I would say sixty percent is good. Yeah, no, no. I mean, no. First of all, I think they're all good. Yeah, but then okay. I mean, good films. I don't think they're all good. I don't think they're all good. They're all good if you turn off your brain. If you turn off your brain and go in, yeah, they're all good because they have the rock throwing mm-hmm. or redirecting so, um, rocket launchers or whatever they do in that. I think he punched a torpedo. Yeah, that was what, that was what I was referencing, yeah. But I think Fast Five is like, Fast Five is yeah. genuinely, I think, one of the best movies of the 2010s. Like, yeah, it's fair. A good, very good heist movie. It's, it gr- like, it's grounded-ish, yeah, right, it has, but it's fun. Yeah. Is that the one in the in Brazil? Yeah, in Brazil. Oh yeah, that's that's the in one. Brazil. That's a good film. That's a good film. I think Seven, Seven is when obviously Apple Walker died. Mm-hmm. Just the way they were able to handle that. Like, I think mm-hmm. that was also just like, and the ending of that with the Charlie Puth and with Khalifa's song, I think that was also like a good movie. Yeah. Then you also just have other movies where like... Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Tokyo Drift changed my life. So like, when they bring the... Whenever they bring those guys back, I'm always like, genuinely Please excited. How Tokyo Drift changed your life. I'd, I'd like to know what... Like, what um, I think it was 2000... your life in 2009? <laughs> Nine, I think. No, 2004. Tokyo Drift was... Tokyo Drift? Old. Yeah, Tokyo Drift is like 2004. Four, I think, oh, or six, two thousand and four, two thousand and six. That's somewhere there. Like I, I was in high school when it came out, and that was like around the time I just started reading anime and stuff. So like oh, it just, it was just a deep dive into Japanese culture in the most obnoxious way possible. <laughs> white, white was, men, and oh my god, white men going to like that guy was a man first. He was a grown ass man in a Japanese high school. <laughs> Oh my god! And you know how young Japanese kids look as well. So he was just there, just walking around, towering over everybody, taking his shoes off, entering class, you know, trying to learn his Japanese. But it was just nice, you know, like the culture, the fashion, the music, teriyaki boys, all of that, and the neon, the cars, even the, like. And that's the thing, like the fast movies are so like when they're in a region of the world, the cars mm. look like they belong in that region of the world. Yeah. It's something I've yeah. always appreciated. It's not like they're just shipping their, like, fucking LA mm-hmm. chargers to Brazil or whatever. Nah, these guys were in Tokyo and all those cars look like they were designed by nine-year-olds. And that was, that's what you want in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, no, I think for as, long, as outlandish as the Fast and Furious movies go, they always seem to be able to pay attention to detail, which is just weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a strange thing that they yeah. do. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, like that, the kid in class with ADHD that is just also really good at playing the recorder. The yeah, it's just like, <laughs> huh, okay. I, I didn't think that was, what, that was on your checklist, but sure, fair enough. That's, that's yeah. good on you. Do you? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about TV. 
we're going to talk about a lot of great TV shows make after this break. Mm. So what we're going to do quickly is we're going to, before we go into the main shows we're talking about this episode, we're going to just quickly highlight some shows that people should be watching. Either they're airing now or they're going to come out soon. Whatever. Like, what show are you watching right now that you're really enjoying? Um, me particular, I guess I'm just enjoying the current season of Peaky Blinders, even though not a single soul is talking about it. Um, I know, right? So I'm weird because I've fallen behind on Peaky Blinders like two episodes. That's because of time or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, this is weird that I'm behind and I'm not getting spoilers. Why is nobody talking mm-hmm. about Peaky Blinders? Because it's a really good season, also. Yeah, I was like, this is very, this is very weird that people are not talking yeah. about this show this this year. I was like, huh, it's not even trending. Like, I, normally you see yeah. like even you see Killian Murphy's name trending. I was like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Peaky, um, Attack on Titan, no one's... And people were talking about that before. I think the reason why people aren't talking about shows anymore is, like, the world is currently on fire. Fair. So maybe no one has time. But, like, yeah, Peaky, Attack on Titan. Um, I'm watching Halo. I just started that recently. Is it good? It's okay. It's all right. It's not good. It's like it's like one of those sci-fi TV shows, but, like, with a better budget. Um, I'm also really enjoying... Uh, what's it called? Foundation, the Apple show. That that's the um Joe Kinnaman one. Is it Joe Kinnaman? Is it Joe? No, 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 it's not Joe Kinnaman. It's the one based No, not Joe Kinnaman. It's Jared Harris. Oh no, I'm thinking of the one where they go to the moon. That's yeah, the, no, no. Like it's Jared one. it's Jared Harris and a bunch of un- relatively unknown actors. Mm-hmm. Um it's good. It's based on this like As- Isaac Asimov novel. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That was apparently on filmable. Yeah, um, it's just impossible to adapt but they found a way to do it and yeah. it works it's really it's a good show i enjoy it uh, i like sci-fi where no one can fight you know <laughs> you know it's like sci-fi but like it's just people it's just politics can you imagine a fantasy show where no one can fight where no one have, can do magic like there's magic in the world but like it's just I'm it's I'm like how how funny i found that because you're right like there's no yeah. like, like if you're in a sci-fi world you should know how to fight you should know how to one fight. person that's a fighter that's actually yeah funny. yeah and no one can fight yeah this is just one of those shows where like no one can really fight it's like political more so than anything hmm. um there's a show i'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet which one minx oh i love minx minx is my favorite tv show right now 100 percent. i'm really enjoying minx 100 really my favorite tv show right now. um yeah for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Minx is like a period piece set in like 1970s, I think, starring Ophelia Lovinbond and Jake Johnson, and they're kind of like creating this feminist magazine, mm-hmm. which is also like a male nude magazine. It's just, it's really good. It's, Jake Johnson is incredible in this in this show. Um, Ophelia Lovinbond is actually very good. At She's it. really, really good in it. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's on, it's a HBO Max show. I think HBO Max might be the best streamer right now. Oh, uh, like, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it. Like, I like. I don't think they've given me a drama yet that I really like. Do you like The Gilded Age? I haven't started it. I think that's HBO. HBO. This HBO. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also watching Severance, which is a show on Apple TV Plus. Okay. You haven't heard about it? No. No. Sir. Okay. So Severance is starring Adam Scott, okay. um, Patricia Arquette, John Turturro, mm. and Christopher Walken, mm. and is directed by Ben Stiller. And the premise of the show, without going to spoil, I'm only like three episodes in, so I might not even know what the spoiler. But the premise is that this company has kind of figured out the work-life balance. So what they do is that they sever your brain. So when you enter the building, you forget everything about your your home life. And then when you leave the building, you forget everything about work. So like your work self literally just wakes up and they are at work and then they go to bed. and they're like, So basically they're working, because the transition pot is in the elevator yeah so your work self goes off in the elevator yeah. and wakes back up in the elevator the next morning so like the, their life is really that constrained and then your mm-hmm. home self forget about it. so like it's not shady it's, everybody knows about it obviously people are complaining that it's not legal but everybody people opting to do it is, is free will mm-hmm. so i guess the point is that any company that would do that is like what is going on here i'm only three yeah. episodes in yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. It's just that, that premise is so intriguing. And yeah, I, I, like, I definitely am going to check that out. Probably yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Yeah, Severance. Yeah. yeah, it's like. I knew there was an Adam Scott project out, but I wasn't. Um, it wasn't on my radar, so I wasn't going to yeah. check it out. Yeah. And it has probably. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it has one of the best opening credits I've seen in a very long time. Oh, I really. Like the pe- the peacemaker opening credits just came out, man. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, that's the thing. peacemaker one is is fun. Peacemaker one is like it's fun and like, but 
this one is I don't know if it's not I don't know if it's fun. It's just it's kind of beautiful and also just mm. like intriguing. But it's only mm. from the second episode, not the first episode. Mm. Um, I'm also watching Winning Time, the Adam McKay HBO Lakers show. Well, okay, no, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I obviously I have like conversational knowledge about basketball mm. and a lot less about like basketball in the 80s. So like I don't know all of these stories, and I think they're taking a bit of liberties and everything. But it's fun. It's some good performances. The, the short shots era. The short shots era. Yeah. So this is like yeah. obviously tracking um, magic going into the league and all that. So ah, uh, I see. So yeah, severance makes winning time. Um, um, speaking of work-life balance, have you seen We Crashed? I haven't seen We Crashed. That's really good. Now, they're like, this is the problem. Again, like I, like I said, there's so, many, there's so much TV going on right now. They're like five or six based on the true life story TV shows mm-hmm. airing right now that I'm, like, I have on my list that I've just... Like, tech, like tech founders that, that just trick people. <laughs> so many. So there's We Crashed, obviously, that's the Jared Leto one, right? Yeah, With yeah. Um, Who's the female lead? I can't remember. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway, yeah. Anne Hathaway, yes. And then there's the Super Pumped, that's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt Uber one. Yeah. There's the Dropout, which is the... There's the um, Dropout, the third Elizabeth Holmes one. one. Yeah. <laughs> there's another one that is, I think is El Fanning. It's, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name now. Anna something. Something Anna. But, no, no, no. Inventing Anna. Anna, that's the Netflix one with... Um, that's the Netflix one. Okay. Julia Garner. There's another one that is El Fanning. I can't remember the name now. But it's the story about the girl who basically, she was on trial for convincing her boyfriend to commit suicide it's a so yeah and obviously you have like pam and tommy so like like five or six yeah yeah it's becoming ridiculous yeah it's just like guys what's going on like can we just keep this to podcast but also like they all have like great actors i'm like i'm intrigued and i want to yeah. watch them so yeah i need to find it i think hollywood is actually just also becoming um it's just too many people there's too many projects it's too many people Literally, like, whenever I go on my thing, they just lets me know what shows are on, what shows I should give a chance. I'm just like, I don't want to watch any of these. But I'm really glad, like, people have the option. Well, to you don't want to watch because you're tired or because you just don't find them interesting? I'm just like, I don't want to watch Picard, man. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't watch <laughs> I don't watch Picard either. But I feel like there's so many options for things you might be interested in. Like, there's Slow Horses, which is the um, Gary Oldman spy show. Yeah, the spy show, TV. like... They're like the unit that no one likes, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I have to watch this. But is when am I going to find to board? It just looks it just looks like it's going to be very fun and good. Yeah. It reminds me of Killing Eve a little. That was also... Killing Eve's final season is also airing right now. Just as like... Is this the last season? Yeah, it is the final season, yeah. I don't know what's happened if it's like post-COVID or whatever, but this last... This six weeks is just so weird in terms of TV releases. Yeah. Is this the last season of Peaky Blinders? Yeah, it is. And then they're meant to follow up with a movie. That's what they originally said. I don't know if that's uh, the final. But that's this is definitely weird. the final. This is the yeah. final season, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So let's talk about two shows that we can actually give enough time to. And I'll give you the option. What do you want to start with? Um, I think... I was going to say you pick, but like, I'm the guest, so let me pick. Um, Let's go with Atlanta. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had let's Atlanta. go with let's go with Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Atlanta. Atlanta returns after four years. I think twenty eighteen was when it twenty eighteen. That's four out. years. Atlanta premiered in twenty sixteen. Yeah, six years ago. That's when Atlanta. That's when. That's so wild. How? <laughs> I'm going to ask you just a simple question. How do you describe this show to someone if you want them to watch it? Because I can't give the general logline right, which is like. A, co- a guy and his cousin try to make it in the Atlanta music industry or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's too basic. Mm-hmm. And it also betrays just the boldness and the creativity of the show. Yeah. But also <laughs> can't be like, oh, this is a crazy and weird show because then it the subtleness yeah. and the surprise of the show. So I'm like, how do I explain this show to somebody? How do I get them to watch it? Um, Atlanta is a... Atlanta is a surrealist black comedy deep dive into the psyche of the... American people as a whole with a specific yeah, lens on. I'm just talking shit. I don't know. Like it's Atlanta. <laughs> it's just Atlanta. <laughs> the problem is that that made sense. And, and that's actually the truth. But I'm just like, how do I describe Atlanta to someone? Because like, holy fuck, this show. And let's talk about the first episode of this, this new season. Because Atlanta were like, you've waited four years. We're going to meet you with another 30 minutes or 14 minutes before you see one character that you even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone who's obviously listened to this, hopefully you've watched the Atlanta premiere. And 
just to give a quick recap, a child is wilding out in school and then they call his parents and then his grandfather ends up giving him probably the funniest three slaps I've ever been shown on TV. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> and then because of that, his teacher calls child services and then he takes he's taken into foster care. And then his story then um, very, very eerily resembles the, the story of the Hart family. I mean, yeah. I don't know, should we explain the Hart family murders? Like, in case anyone doesn't know what story was that inspired it. Yeah, so the Hart family murders were, it was, it was a murder-suicide conducted by um, this couple. And they had adopted a bunch of black kids. And mm-hmm. they, ha- they had mental health issues and they were terrible people. They used to abuse the kids as well. But either way, they eventually drove off into off a bridge into like a sort of um, ravine, and mm-hmm. they killed everyone involved. And it was really sad. It happened, I think, twenty sixteen or something. No, I think I think it was twenty eighteen. Oh, twenty eighteen. Sheesh. Yeah. So I think it was March twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. So for anyone, if you haven't heard this story, look it up. But if you've seen the picture of the black kid wearing the fedora hugging the police officer, mm-hmm. it was like obviously people were <laughs> Hugh Jackman famously posted that in twenty twenty. If you've seen that picture, that picture, that child is one of the kids. He became famous from that picture. And then, yeah. obviously, I think that's kind of what also brought attention to the murder-suicide when it happened. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the episode itself, Atlanta, because, first of all, this show is so fucking good. I'm like, oh my God, like, how do you just, like... Because I think it was Hiro, Hiro Murai, who's the director, who's directed the show, Barry, Station Eleven. And I think he said that, like, they were like, okay, this is a bold thing we're doing to not start yeah. with, like, Ern or Alfred or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing it, it has to be a great episode. And I genuinely mm-hmm. think, like, actually, at what point in this episode did you realize what was going on? Did you realize that we're not going to see anybody for a while? Um, I think when, um, honestly, it was when it started. And it, it was the first two, the first two sort of mm-hmm. breakaways or the first two settings. The, the one with the guys in the boat. Mm-hmm. talking about um, being pulled under because they were under um, and like linear yeah exactly mm-hmm. and once they broke away from that into the kid's story like La- La- <laughs> what's his name Laquarius Aquarius, I, I think yeah Laquarius Larry yeah once they broke into Larry's story I was just like okay yeah we're not seeing the we're not, we're not seeing the main cast at all um, and I, what I found really interesting was even that first story was an actual thing. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like on Twitter about three or four years ago, and I just saw this tweet about a town that used to exist somewhere, and now it's a lake. But like underneath that, underneath that lake is just full-on buildings, paved roads, yeah. street signs, houses. Literally, the U.S. government would build dams and just flood these towns and kill people and get rid of thriving black communities. And I thought it was like, okay, maybe they do that once or twice, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is still inexcusable. But they had yeah, done it like, over 10, it was like more than 30 times they had done it to different communities. Yeah. So I, I found out about that story, especially Lake Lanier, which is the one in, in Georgia. I think it was in 2020, maybe during this whole thing. And it was, um, Amber Ruffin has a great segment on it on her show. I will put a link. Yeah, um, I think that's where I saw it. Yeah. yeah, I'll put a link in the description. And then it was just like, yeah, essentially, like you said, like they were like, okay, we don't want these black people in this community. Let's just flood it. And if you can't escape, you die. And it's just like, what? Bro. Like, like, what? I mean, not to go on a tangent, but like, black people have so many reasons to be angry because like, what? What is America? You hear Tulsa Massacre, you're like, oh, that's terrible. America has the worst America has ever been. And then you're like, oh, there's more? You flooded communities. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh. There's more? Anyway, so, but you mentioned that, that, that scene in the, in the boat. And I think that's, like, that's actually a classic Atlanta scene because like, you've, I feel, because I rewatched the episode, I was like, there's probably so much going on in this scene that I'm never going to catch. Mm. Like, if you told me, like, the music that was playing on the radio is significant in some way, I wouldn't even doubt it. Because, like, yeah. Atlanta is always so layered. Like, obviously, watching that scene, I knew about the Lake Linear thing. So, like, okay, this part is true. So, I know, like, this thing this thing that this guy is saying is true. But, like, it's just so many so many things that, that the show just managed. I don't know how... Because this episode was written by Stephen Glover, um, Donald Glover's brother, and one of the main writers on Atlanta. And I was just like, I don't know how this show just manages to work on so many different levels. And like, because when I was watching, I was like, this is just an instant classic episode. Like, this is like, it's so this good. just goes in with Teddy Perkins. This is just like an instant classic. You don't even need to like think twice about it. And, and then the fact that you can do that in five minutes and then spend mm. many 30 minutes or whatever just talking about 
doing your own version of this kind of harrowing story about white people taking advantage of black kids and all it's just like how do you do this like yeah T- taking advantage of a system that deeply takes advantage of black families exactly and then like the one the one person that comes to save them is of course a black woman and then she gets killed for her for like her for picking up on her efforts yeah, yeah. It's, it's just i mean saying that is hogs your dad is one of the funniest things I've heard on TV in so long. I could not, <laughs> could not stop laughing. <laughs> like, it's hard to your dad. Oh um, my God. Honestly, I could, we could do a whole series of just examining that first episode. And I don't, I don't want to spend yeah. too much time on it because like, it is literally like one of the best episodes of TV you're probably going to find this year. Oh yeah, it's going to win that. It's going to win a bunch of awards and everything. Probably, probably for writing. Probably actually for yeah. writing. Yeah, Steve, I'm I'm happy for Stephen because he's a really good writer. I don't think he's written. I don't think he's won an Emmy for Atlanta. I, um, yeah. So like, I thought that was a, like a Darius origin story <laughs> until like halfway through. So I thought maybe he changed it from like Quarius to Ladarius. I was like, what? and then I, after mm. a while, I was like, oh no, this is not. This is a, this is a standalone story. Yeah. No, they can't have two Nigerians. Because there was a kid called Larry in the system, and I was just like, oh, not Larry. Not Larry. No, no, was it, was it Larry they said? Yeah, his name was Larry. Oh, because they were like, ask him. There are people dying in Africa. Ask him. I didn't even catch yeah. that. Because I was, cause one of the girls was Fatima as well. I just thought she was yeah. in Africa. No, there was Fatima <laughs> and there was Larry. Larry. Larry is probably. Larry. Larry. Yeah, that's what he called. Larry, yeah. Oh, that scene in the car when they're doing sub- when they're subtitled. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, this is so hilarious. It's so, so hilarious, fucking like, funny. Sweet release. I, sweet release. I <laughs> I, sque- I let out a, a, a squeal, like a pig. I was like... <laughs> oh, this is like... It's just, yeah, it's... Bro. Let, okay, so let's, let's just quickly move to... Quickly to episode two, which I think is... Classic Atlanta, in which you just find a way to mind the absurd and ridiculous. And like, mm-hmm. like you said, surreal. Yeah. Out of almost everyday living. Because also being black in a white world is absurd, ridiculous, and somewhat surreal. Because that episode works in a way like it, everything, it's almost broken into half, right? Where the first half yeah. is going and then all the Europeans are either very like understanding or helpful or like kind or whatever. And then all of a sudden like the, the racial, the racist shoe drops yeah. and like you see the black face. It's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, Donald Donald Glover said this season was to show that like being black is not just an American thing; it's a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Atlanta is the whole world. Yeah, it's a way of life. Right? It's said. a way yeah. of life. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I completely get that. I completely I get being like just abroad and just talking to seemingly um, you know okay people who are Europeans. And obviously, they don't have the hang-ups of slavery. Mm-hmm. So, they, they're, they like, more open and it's easier to be around them. But also, you forget that, like, these guys are the ones who kind of invented this shit. <laughs> so, um, ultimately, like, the guy who got fucked on the, on the, on the, the tour manager or whatever, yeah. The, the, yeah, not even tour manager, I don't know where, the promoter, promoter yeah, who promoter. ends up beating beating yeah. this guy bloody because he can't tell the difference between a white guy in blackface and an actual black guy. It's just kind of... Do you of, think, I think he knew the difference. He, I don't think he could tell. Really? I just thought he was like, you know what, I have to beat somebody and you're close enough. I don't think so. Because <laughs> he paused. He paused and he was like, hmm. I don't even know which is funnier. That's the problem. I don't know which is funnier. I know. Like, I know. Like your option or my option. Like it's just like failing at a hate crime or just not giving a fuck because there's just that I much just, hate in yeah, your heart. Like it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't. Anyway, yeah. I think his name was Dirk. Speaking of that, Torrange, I think what that episode shows us and episode three kind of builds on it is kind of like how Ern has grown. That's my kind of biggest takeaway. Same. Like, he's not earned from season one and two. He's just so much more adept at solving problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just better yeah. at it. Like, him like, airlifting the last one. <laughs> and, yeah, that that earn in season one or two would have would have crushed. Like, if that, yeah. that happened, he would have just died. Yeah. But, like, just some of his lies are just impeccable. Like, yeah. the Doja Cat line was like, that's just very good. Well done. Like, <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, because I, and I, I think, obviously, the, first, the second episode starts with us, like, Earn being earned, like his mm-hmm. his phone is dead, his missed text messages, he's late for his flight, all that. So you're like, oh, yeah. Earn's being earned. But I think because I believe that this show is probably set a few at least a year 
after the no, I think yeah, two. I think um, t- maybe two years because mm, okay, that would be interesting. They refer to an earlier European tour as last yeah, year. Yeah, so I thought that was the one that like they did with um, I can't remember his name, but the U County Cook County Clark County Clark County Clark County <laughs> the, indus- the industry plant the industry plant. Yeah, so like I yeah, so I was not at least a year, but then it shows, and obviously it looks like now Alfred is fully like that's my manager, and mm-hmm. looks like Dern is doing well. Which mm-hmm. I mean, we all love to see. But it's also just interesting, like a show like Atlanta doesn't need they didn't even spend time like focusing on that mm-hmm. because they don't care about the plot, like they don't care about like oh guys, yeah, Alfred likes Ern now and Ern is in charge. Just like yeah. let's just take it, like everything is just everything is just good. And the thing is, like Alfred never disliked Ern; he just mm-hmm. didn't trust him. And now he can tell he just really trusts him, yeah, because he's like, hey, do you get that thing I asked you for? And Ern's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's like, I appreciate it, and like because Ern didn't have to, he, he didn't have to show yeah. up with twenty grand for him, like he just did it. What did Darius say? I think it was his two finale where it was like, um, you're learning, but Alfred can't afford to for you to make mistakes in his mm-hmm. life. Like you're both black, you can't afford to fail kind of situation. And I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Alfred was a bit and obviously that the turning point is when Ern puts the gun in, in Clark County's manager's or in Clark County's bag actually. And, and then, then Clark County puts it in his manager's just, bag. Just which is so fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, I, I I kind of want to see Clark County again because like he was actually kind of a terrible person. Like remember when he just like walk out of the studio and he just beat the engineer. Yeah, I, I mean Clark is definitely. Um, I I'm trying to think of what he represents in the industry. Um, but he's probably someone that is like front facing and is like very demure and soft spoken. But deep back, the people that know him know that he's kind of like an asshole. Yeah, like that that studio thing. Donald Glover has to have experienced that. Like, that kind of be something that you created from your head. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, He's that's probably something seen that he, rapper. Yeah, yeah, so he knows someone like that. Um, we find it like if Chance the Rapper was just terrible. Just a terrible <laughs> person. Uh, I can see Chance, that. Chance having, having engineers? No, I don't think so. It's like whooping, just... the smally whooping engineers <laughs> outside. outside. Um, and then even the death, the death doula scene in episode two. Yeah, when Tupac. Quote unquote, Tupac dies. And I'm just like, Again, not to be hyperbolic, but that might be one of the most shocking things I've seen on TV. When they, when they killed the, the when they killed Tupac, the assisted suicide. I I didn't get it. I I did, but I was like, wow, that cannot be how it works. Is it? No, I I think that has to be exaggerated. That has to be exaggerated because that. But was, it just looks so. It looks so mechanical. It looked like an actual system or machine that existed. Ah, true. If it exists in real life, I mean, like, I mean, maybe maybe it's a European thing because Van and um um what's the kid's character Darius are like yeah. The only ones that are not that surprised. Everyone else is just like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah, and just like, let's talk about episode, let's just kind of segue into episode three, which is just, again, Atlanta, just like, just like. Wait, hold, so, hold, hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Yeah, what happened? Wait, what do you mean episode? What do you mean? <laughs> don't play with me. Don't play with me. What, what do you mean episode three? Oh, yeah, what episode three? What? Are you messing with me? <laughs> no, okay, it's fine. We'll talk about episode three. This is hilarious. Episode three came out already. <laughs> I don't know if I was listening to podcast or not. Oh. <laughs> no, leave it. You have to leave it in. I mean, this is. Wait, hold, hold the fuck on. Did it come out today? Ah, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. This is my fault. I went to. I was working all day and I just <laughs> didn't. Um, and as soon as I got back from work, instead of checking to see if there was new Atlanta, you know what I watched? I fucking watch Young Justice, man. What the fuck is wrong with me? That's fine, because I need to watch Young I need to catch up on Young Justice. Actually, now I finished the last half of the season, so the new one is coming out now. So Yeah, it's that, just two episodes out, so you're good. Definitely all this part is gonna be cut out. But like do you have because I have a calendar that I use. I can send you the link. Please. Yeah, because uh, I, I, yeah, I have a calendar that I use. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, we'll talk about episode three. No, you can, let's talk about it. You can spoil it for me and just run me through it. No, it's like, it's, again, it's Atlanta. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing you can really spoil. It's just something that... Because it's, like, it's not linear, is it? Yeah, it's not, it's not plot. It's just like, there's points in the story that are just really fun and interesting to talk about. But that's fine. Like, Atlanta has reached that point of TV, which I think mm-hmm. is like Good Wife Season 5, Breaking Bad, Final Season, where like, I just never expected you to have a bad episode, bad, bad episode mm. or a bad season. Because mm. I, I was thinking, I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, wait, this guy's taking a big risk. Because this episode, spoiler, is set in London. Mm. And I was like, they're shooting the entire season in Europe. This could be like a big flop. It could. But I was like, no, this show, this show can't flop. This show just can't flop. I just like, it's just like, well done. Uh, yeah, no. Um, 
I'll be sure to hear your thoughts about it when we finish. Because, like, it's just some funny things happen. And it's not like, it's obviously nothing like the first episode. It's not like, yeah. But at the same time, it's. You know, um, do you remember when Donald Glover sort of tweeted about how this season is going Sopranos? to be Sopranos level? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think. Like, the thing is, I had seen the first two episodes. And I was like, damn, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the writing on Atlanta got better. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the person I wrote the second episode, I believe she was on Watchmen. Um, what's her name? I, I should know the name, but I don't. Like, right yeah, now. I know who you're talking about. So, like, they got new writers, and, like, getting writers from, like, prestige HBO shows. So, like, yeah. they're definitely not trying to stay where they are. Mm. And I think they know. They know that they're taking a big risk by spending a whole season in Europe. So, like, it's like, mm. we have to, like, and you have to match Donald Glover's mouth. Like, he can't just be out here speaking, saying things like that, and you don't match it. This is actually funny, because now I know you're, you're a great person, because you laughed at my Doja Cat line reference. Yeah. But that's from episode three. So clearly, you do not know what I was talking about. But you laughed, and that's fine. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I laughed because <laughs> when you said Doja Cat, I, my brain automatically went to the episode of Dave that focuses on Doja oh, Cat. Okay. <laughs> that was... Have you seen that episode? episode of two, uh, yeah, great episode of TV. So when you said that, I was like, imagine a shared universe with Atlanta and Dave. Oh, I would have liked to see like an Isari written Atlanta episode and a Donald Trust to keep Stephen Glover written in secure episode. Not not in continuity. Yeah, on, it would be very weird. Yeah, I'd like to see what happens here. It would be, if a universe would be like Dave, Atlanta, Rami. Rami. Um, but I think they all like they all follow the Atlanta mode. Like, yeah, that's I think you can't have any of the shows. Reservation Dogs, you can't have all the shows without Atlanta. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Reservation Dogs, Dave, Rami, all the stuff. Um, speaking of Rami, apparently we'll talk about this in a second. But like, Rami's sister is apparently in Moon Knight. She's not in the first episode, but yeah, I think she's I, the woman he talks to on the phone. Who's like, what uh, the fuck? That would make sense. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Um. Okay, so I think Atlanta is great. Hopefully, we would have you back to talk about the finale. When okay, 100%. Then, then do 100%. like a collage and we can talk about it as a whole. But for now, let's yeah. like, let's stay in London, actually. Let's, let's talk about Moon Knight after this break. Okay, let's talk about Marvel's latest TV offering, Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. I know this is the reason everyone's come to this podcast, so let's actually... We've kept them waiting for almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Marvel. Um, I don't know, you might not know this, but, but like, I've, I'm very open about it on the podcast. I love Marvel, I love MCU, so that's like... I love the moon, so I feel like this is a good... This is a good... Why do you love the moon? Me, it's a good meeting. It's just nice, man. It's I mean, just I prefer, like, it doesn't do too much. I would prefer the moon to the sun. I don't like the sun. I don't like yeah, to, the moon doesn't to, do too much. But it's, it's, it's like bright there. when it's bright. Like, yeah, it's just there. Like, yeah. Sometimes you can take a break and just be half. Yeah. And like, it's not... It doesn't, it doesn't have to give you its full self. Like, it's not always... Like, the sun is always imposing. Like, here is me, all yeah. of me. But the moon cannot just be like... All of half. me. The moon is like, I can't today... Yeah, I like can't today. Yeah. Sometimes it allows it allows his background dancers shine. Like let the stars just shine. He's 100%. like, I'm going to take a step back. You're right. I, I like this agenda. Yeah, yeah. Moon, moon over, over yeah. sun. Um, moon over sun all day. So just a bit of backstory. I do not know anything about the Moon Knight character, but from what I've seen, like on Twitter, like I know he's obviously he's very interesting in the comics, but I don't really know much about the character apart from that. So, and that's good because I. It's a change of pace for me. I don't want to go out and research all about Moon Knight. So I'm just to hear what the show wants to tell me. But yeah, what did you think of the premiere episode, episode one of Moon Knight? Um, I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so I've done research before bringing you on the podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, what are your problems? What are your problems? It did. It just did very little for me. And I know, I know, I get it. It's like, it's not even a slow burn. It's like, you know, it's a character study. We're supposed to, we're supposed to get into his character and like show his perspective and blah. I don't, uh, show me some ass kicking. Yeah, I want to see something. But it's the first episode. I know, I know. That's why I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed as well. <laughs> I've no, like, I feel like streaming and the internet has just made me this instant gratification whore. And Moon Knight just doesn't give me that. 
So this is not like a problem against the show. It's about the episode. Like you, no, you can, the, you show can still like the show is good. It's it's objectively it was objectively a good episode. I was engaged from start to finish, and I like the acting. I like the characters. I love the set design. I love the use of London as a character. It does feel like a character in the thing. I like Konushu. His Konushu is snarky. That's the voice, right? Yeah, the voice. They are snarky, and it works really well. Even the sort of psychological slash maybe like minor horror elements work well like the elevator scene mm-hmm. it's nice it, it's a good show i just want to see that man fight but so you like the drama aspect just don't like the action aspect i know the action is good as hell i just haven't seen it yet and that yeah, no, 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 that's what i was gonna say because like episode. because if that's your case then that's good because it's gonna obviously gonna have more action like i think oh, 100 percent I think on Disney Plus, it's 16. So, like, it's obviously going to have much. Mm. I guess you just have to... I'm like, something. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Also, um, like, I think it, what's what, what's really interesting is that um, his... In the in the comic books, he doesn't have any powers, per se. Do you think he has powers here? So, he... 100% he has powers here. I mean, just the way the costume... The way the costume comes on. Oh, uh, so that, that's not that's not in the comic book. How does he does he wear it? Yeah, he wears it. He wears oh. it. Oh, the way the costume comes on is very indicative of the fact that he'll have powers. Also, like some of the jumps I've seen in the trailer, it's just like this guy has powers. Hmm, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I won't completely call you out because I do like I understand where you're coming from in terms of like the episode was was like it was slow. It it didn't make me not care hmm. for it. That's a bit harsh, but like it wasn't. It was it was different. Yeah. And I, I felt it was different even from the first scene because I think it's just something that like I don't think any other Marvel show has done so far, which is like it's actually putting the villain front and center mm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there'll be a bait and switch in episode four and we find out Ethan Hawke is not the main villain or whatever. But first of all, Ethan Hawke is in a Marvel TV show. What, what is going on in life? Come on. What, what is going on? Yep. Um, Here we are. This is, this is what I live for. But yeah, no, it's like it starts with Ethan Hawke's character. Like I think at the very least, it's not going to be a Hawkeye situation or a Falcon Winter situation where, like, the villain becomes the villain in episode five. I mean, Loki did that, but mm-hmm. Loki did it greatly. But, like, so I, I like that because it was like, okay, this is this is the character, this is the antagonist, and that is that. So it felt different. And yeah, you're right. It's definitely more of a character study, and they left really... I mean, there was some fighting, I guess, in when he woke up in, wherever he woke up, but, like, left really the punch and all that to the end. Yeah. Um... I realized that like the Marvel shows have to sort of put a solid story arc together in six episodes, mm-hmm. which isn't easy. Um, but at the same time, I've seen Falcon, I've seen Wonder Vision, I've seen Loki, probably one or two Hawkeye, and my main takeaway is that damn, these shows are slow at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, this is probably going to even be slower because yeah, all those other guys we know them. This is the first character mm-hmm. that they're introducing for the first time on a Disney 100%. show. Hundred so like, percent. This is or like honestly, I was very surprised that we saw I can't remember his name again, but the the Moon Knight character in his costume in the first episode. Mm. Oh, because that was like seeing the character wear his costume in the first twenty minutes in a movie or whatever, or maybe even first fifteen minutes. Like, it's the, I was very surprised about that. That's why I think this movie is going to be plot driven in a good way. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't think all plot driven movies are, but you know. I think you can, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think I it's going to be yeah. dope because yeah, they've definitely like they've definitely like sort of rearranged the um introduction style of characters and elements mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the costume in the first episode, Ethan Hawke, um just showing that he has access to a sort of badass side of himself that we haven't really seen yet, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's all it's all very interesting. I don't even know if Ethan Hawke's character do you know if his character is based on a comics character or is he a new creation? No, he's based on a comics a comic book character, but he's a very like he's a minor comic book character. And I don't think he was even like a Moon Knight villain. I think he was just like a a throwaway villain. I can't remember yeah. his I can't remember yeah. his name. This would have probably been a good show to release one and two in the same week. Thank you. That's what I thought when I watched this. That would, that would That's have, what yeah, it's been a good show it. to release one and two in the same week. Because Yeah. Yeah, but I'm interested. I'm very intrigued to see because this is like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, two of the best working actors right now. Uh, some of their directors that they have on board are quite quite good, and it's just like 
Mm-hmm. I think the main the main character in Moon Knight that we're just trying to understand right now is his British accent or his Oscar Isaac's <laughs> it British is. accent. It is. Should we talk about it's, it? Should we talk about it quickly? I mean, it's just, yeah, you, you first, please. <laughs> so I'm someone, like, I've said it before on the podcast that I don't really care about accent. Yeah. Like, for example, my, my co-host Opiora hates, like, Don Cheadle's accent in the Ocean's Trilogy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Ah, All right, it's, it's like, it's, it's, I'm it's, like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's like ah. the one. It's the one. It's the one accent that a black man in the UK would never have. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's fun. It's fun. I don't care. Like, it, it, I think the movie is in on the joke. Yeah. But there's something about this one. I don't know if it's. And also, I found out something that really broke my heart. And I don't know if it. it on one hand, it broke my heart. But on the other hand, it like is very, very impressive just from filmmaking point of view. Mm-hmm. And you know, mention how London is a character in the show. Mm-hmm. None of they didn't shoot any anything in London. Oh, where they shoot it? Like. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to assume all of it is Atlanta oh. but like Oscar Isaac was like he spent zero days in London I mean I, I had that a feeling wow because watching the episode they, there was wild. a shot of Tottenham Court Road Station and I was like that's not Tottenham Court Road Station that, that's not correct but like yeah, everything was just that doesn't legit. look anything like it everything <laughs> was seem legit the buses I was like oh wait this is, and then when I found out there was not shot in London I was like oh so I, that part I was angry but also like Filmmaking, man. Production design. Well done. Like, yeah. <laughs> give them Fair their enough. races. Oh, they, sh- they shot in Hungary. And Budapest. And, oh. um... Uh, maybe, maybe because um, of they COVID. Shot, yeah. Maybe they, shot at, they, they shot in Jordan for one week. But yeah, the rest of it was in Atlanta, like you said. Yes, yeah, so I guess Jordan was studying for Egypt. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for those scenes. Yeah. For those scenes. Mm. Yeah, so like... I mean, yeah, his accent. I mean, there's some words he uses. I'm like, I don't even know if... They said chair. They said chairs a lot, and like, uh, like, sh- like chair, chairs. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like oh, things written by people. Oh, I'm that, just gonna go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> people that are not rich. Is that your Dick Van Dyke? Is that your, is that your Dick Van Dyke impression? That's my Dick Van Dyke. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm, I was so happy when like Mark. I think Mark is the real one, right? When he was, or not the the other one at least. When he was like speaking American, I was like, "Yeah, yeah he's an American accent. That's fine." Yeah, um, yeah. It gave me str- again. Like this, I don't know. This is most of ever referenced Venom on a podcast, but like it gave me like strong Venom vibes when um, F. Maria Abraham was speaking to him in in the voice. I was like, "This is like his channel is in a in a Tom Hardy." Mm. But I'm yeah, very, I'm very. Yeah. It was it was definitely. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to just see where the show could go because I think this is like I think this is the first show like that felt uh, at least Marvel were like go go do what you want to do. So let's see how far that can really go. Like how far how far is the Marvel leash essentially? I think they've they've sort of got it down to a science where they have like a checklist, mm-hmm. and if the director can meet everything in their checklist, they can do whatever what else they want to do. Yeah, with the, char- yeah, with yeah. the characters. Yeah. So it's that's very- why, like, I think. Um, directors know very early on if they're departing a Marvel project. Hmm. Like Edgar Wright with Ant-Man and all of that. Right. Yeah, I'm very excited to meet um, May Kalamaway's character there. That's the actress that plays Rami's sister and Rami. Yeah. She's supposed to be like a sort of badass Indiana Jones-esque. She's one of my TV TV crushes on, on Rami, so... I'm interested. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. She's good. Oscar Isaac has now played Apocalypse and Moon Knight. <laughs> and I guess the Spider-Verse character. Miguel. Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Poe. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I didn't watch the Star Wars movies. Really? That one, okay, that one is a cultural blind spot, but it's one that I don't even care about. Like, I don't, I'm not even trying to Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I have, I have a few of those as well. I didn't watch the last three Harry Potter movies. I don't, I don't care. I wait, wait, wait. You, you want, you want the first ones, but you didn't watch the last ones. Why? What happened? I didn't watch, I watched the bad ones. I didn't watch the good ones. No, they're all good. Um, I just, I was just tired, man. I was just tired. And I was just like, these movies kind of depressed me a little bit, you know? But you, huh. But like the the earlier ones are the fun ones, right? The earlier ones are the fun ones. After Goblet of Fire, it kind of it goes downhill. But um, you know, it's I just I I would just watch them and I'll be like, I don't really this isn't this is the, I don't like the vibe here anymore. <laughs> it's, it's like it, like they, they just feel like the Oscars room after the slap. It's just like I mean, people oh, are still so trying close. to make it happen. We're so close. 
Well, so close getting to this episode without, without, without talking about the slap. So close. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought we could make it. Uh, I really thought we could. I make mean, it. I, I'm I'm not talking about it. I'm just using it as a yeah. Well, you mentioned analogy. it. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have any. I don't have any strong opinions on. I do, I've I, I had it. opinions. I've said them. I'm I'm not rehashing that. Like, yeah. Did you say it on the podcast? Should I listen I, to the last episode? You, you might. You might not want to talk to me after you say it, after you listen to it. But that's that's fine. You know what? Uh, it yeah. was like I I recorded ten minutes after the after it happened. Or rather, after the Oscars ended and there were instant reactions, and it is what it is. I, I had my okay. That's fine. Thank you for the um, disclaimer. I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll I'll just tweet you my opinions on your opinions. How about that? What? Well, just know that you're contra- <laughs> you're contracted to another episode of this podcast. So even if you don't want to come, you we'll, we'll drag you. No, um, <laughs> that's fair. Um, also, I should probably probably caveat it with saying that I made my opinions before the the started started and started. Saying some of the things they said, yeah, 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 opinions, yeah, yeah. but independent, independent of that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, but anyway, I think so. Your checklist is that you just want to see more action in Moon Knight, which is, I think, a very, very fair, fair request. There's nothing see, wrong with now that. it's the, it's the second episode. I know there's going to be action. I don't care about the action anymore. I just wanted this in the first episode. If I didn't get it in the first episode. <laughs> The rest of it, I'm just like, yeah, sure. I, okay. I'll, I'll watch Moon Knight for the artistic value now. What if they give... <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I don't care. Like, okay, yes, I would raise my standards and I won't dumb myself down. Jesus, okay. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. If like, you can't make it dumb for me at first, I'm not interested <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but what if, what if they throw a curveball and there's still no action in episode two? And then I'll just... That's what I'm saying. I'll just watch it for the artistic value. That's fine. That's fine. Like, okay, okay what that. do you want to tell me about DID? Tell me about this mental health problem. Let, let, yeah, te- yeah. Teach me. Let's get about into that. Egyptian iconography, since that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we're doing a Spielberg movie. Okay. Um, I mean, no, the Spielberg movie, we don't have action, actually. So, that's not, that's not even true. Yeah. I mean, what's um, it? I, okay, so, 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 is it David? David Attenborough, like, I Attenborough. guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> talk to me Tell about, me about the, the world. Civilization. The pyramids, oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, whoa, I just whoa, thought whoa. we're going to have, yeah, I thought we're going to have white imperialism <laughs> fighting or whatever. Ah, okay. Um, it's funny. Um, I, I saw Death on the Nile for the first time last night. Why? It's a good film. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But like like you said, all the word about it like was in that 40% range. So like... Oh, Death on the Nile? No, Death on the Nile is solid. Like the Gal Gadot one? Yeah. Let me oh, check. Hold on. Maybe I'll watch it now because... Word of mouth was like it wasn't good. She was very bad in it. Her particular. Oh no, it's it's sixty three on Rotten Tomatoes, but oh, it's a really not, good film. Yeah, that's that's it's not a bad. Good okay. film. And she she's not is, she's not bad in it. She's not bad in it. Uh, maybe just hating her. Maybe just hating on her. Yeah. People, I think people just don't like her accent as well. Um, and she can be a little lifeless from time to time. I get what they mean, but no, she's good in it. I've heard someone a movie not critic, but podcast that describe her as like he said she's a good actor, but she's not a good deliverer of lines. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is very. I'm like, that's so harsh. How can you be a good actor and a good deliverer? Of no, because she can emote. Some people yes, can so just emote. She can emote well. and she, she's good at action and all that. But like, she's not a good deliverer. Like, imagine having that yourself. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I can do everything else. That's deliver. That's eighty percent of. That's eighty percent of Nigerian actors. They are terrible at delivering lines. Yeah. Do you want to say? Do you want to keep that in the podcast? Like, you might want to work with them in the future. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, oh, oh, that's fine. They, they know. Like, well, everyone is trying to get better, but it's like true. Nigerians <laughs> are bad at delivering lines. So you mean to tell me that? No, bro. Come on, don't, don't, don't do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we can honestly we can wrap up our Moon Knight discussion. There isn't much to discuss about the first episode here. It's like everything is table setting, and I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac would share a scene in the first episode, Toughness of Two. So I'm very... That was I like, know. That's a checklist for me. I'm very surprised about that. Um, Ethan Hawke's wig is glorious. <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> the, um, the 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 shoe scene? Which shoe scene? The shoe, shoe. Yeah, which shoe scene? I can't, I can't remember the shoe the, the, Literally the first Ethan Hawke scene. Oh, oh, with the, with the glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I'm locked in. I was like, okay, because I was like, yeah, first of all, I was like, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so you're, first of all, you're something you've seen with, with the villain. And also, look, I love, yeah. I love cult, cultures. I, I love when she yeah. wants to be weird. So I was like, okay, I'm locked yeah. in. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. Ethan Hawke is a weird cult leader. Yes, please. With the glass shoe fetish, let's go, baby. I'm locked <laughs> so he, in. Let's see. So essentially, he walks from there to the city center. That's what, that's the implication. Hoi! In gla- with glass. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. 
explain to me the logic. That's, that's fine. That's when he was fine. talking that's about fine. how his goddess would have like stopped Hitler, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Make your mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I, like nobody, yeah. nobody's stopping you. I agree with. I don't yeah. agree with you, but like, yeah, go ahead. So, but would uh, she have? Do you think his goddess is existentially strong enough to have stopped Thanos? Oof, Jesus. Ah. Uh, and do you think it's it's weird that he didn't mention Thanos when he was mentioning all those people? No, now we're getting too deep. But this is this is where it starts becoming like what what year are we in? And no, this is definitely this is post return of the blimp. This is post. Oh no, yeah, def- def- definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. all and of she that. Has stopped, I, I, ooh, she's a god, right? But like, but but Thanos is also a god, isn't he? He's an eternal. Ah, he's an eternal. Oh, our brother is an eternal. His brother is an eternal. Could she? Have... He's an eternal. Yeah, I don't know. Thanos is that. an eternal of Titan. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, could he? Could she have stopped him? That's that's an intriguing question. Yeah, let's see. I mean, we don't know the full extent of her power. I don't think the show. I don't think. Yeah. I feel like that's too much. That's too murky for the show to want to like start getting into. Because who is stronger, the the goddess or Thor? You know. Yeah, is is yeah, it's weird. It's, ah. that's, that's, that's too much. But it's also like yeah. so. What? Because now we're, we have to mix it because now this show is obviously bringing in Egyptian mythology and Egyptian gods mm-hmm. and all that into the MCU. So it's like, yeah. how do those guys balance with, like you said, Asgardians mm-hmm. or the guy in Eternals, Amisham, and things like that? Like, oh, this is so. It's interesting. I'm so excited for MCU, actually. Yeah. Funny enough, this isn't the first mention of like an Egyptian god in the MCU because Bast from Black Panther is an Egyptian god. The Panther. Oh, god. I thought it was. I thought it was like the Wakandan god. No, no, no. Bast is Egyptian. It's, it's a Bast is an Egyptian goddess, and um, I, I thought he had repurposed it as a. She she's worshipped in the form of a cat. Well, a lioness, and then I think, yeah, after a while, cats. But yeah. Okay. Well. Just something to think about. Anyway, I'm trying to see what happens in Moon Knight going forward. Me too. Atlanta is being cool and so, so, so fucking great. Ah, Atlanta. Guys, go watch Minx. Go watch Minx. Go watch Minx. Go watch Minx. Please go watch Minx. If you haven't watched Hacks, watch Hacks. Um... Yeah. Nah, dude, you, I'm going to watch every show you've mentioned. Like, you've put me on some great shows and I'm really excited yeah. to check it out. Go watch yeah, Severance. So. Go watch Severance. Is, is interesting. I mean, it's weird that I can't, you can't, Severance is a show where you cannot, like, describe it without giving that, like, severing premise. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a shock when you watch it in the, in the pilot because I didn't know the premise watching it. Okay. But you can't explain the show to somebody without explaining that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm and I'm in. I'm in all the way. I like Adam Scott. You know, I like Parks and Rec. I like that whole family of actors. And Ben Stiller is like becoming like not becoming, but like this is a second TV project, I think. And it's like (laughs) he's killing it. And then Christopher Walken just appears in like episode two. I'm like, why? Why are you here? John Turturro is just there. Like, what's going on? Do you have a Christopher Walken impression? Because most people, everybody, everybody does. But like, I, I know my lane. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have impressions. I don't do accents. Like, I'm just like. My Christopher Walken is. It sounds like you have, like, yes, yes. What is it? It's not a good one. It's like you're trying to talk, but you're also like, you're having a conversation in your head, a greater conversation on if you should talk or not. So it's like, yeah, well, you know, we tried to, uh, I don't, uh, the, the, the thing and about it, love. Yes. And then he, he always draws out like a word, like, yeah. Anyway, I'm not even going to try and do it. No, I don't, I don't have a Christopher Walken impression. Why? Right? Um, okay, um, before we before we end this podcast, TMT, you're obviously from your brilliant podcast, Submarine, Submarine and a Roach. Submarine and a Roach. <laughs> do you want to tell our five listeners about it, where they can find it? Um, you can find it everywhere. You can find your other podcast. Submarine and a Roach is a comedy podcast, and it's... Um, three friends and we navigate being um, alive while making jokes and they aren't harmful jokes we're not we're not like we're, we're not, we're not, we don't do short comedy so we don't try we don't try and be offensive for the for the sake of being offensive we're actually funny and why isn't there's no risk of you way. being slapped that's what you're saying I mean I don't think you should walk up to me and slap me in real life I'm 6'5 man and I'm not it's very skinny, so I'll I'll slap you back at the very least. That being said, yeah, we're not going to get slapped for the jokes we make. Um, I recently got a, me- a message from one of my friends. Well, not my friends, but like he's like a celebrity, and he was like, "Yo, someone talk shit about me in your podcast. I'm coming back to talk my shit." And I was like, 
Oh, this is spicy. That's good energy, though. Like, like, keep it, keep yeah. this shit talking on, on the podcast. Also, well I done. Like well, well done to you for for inserting that you're six five. That's that's, that's, that's that was impeccable. Lo- I love Thank you. you to do that. That's fair. fair I do well, it. I well, do well, it well all done. the time on my well podcast. <laughs> That was, that was just impeccable, and I love the way you just slid in. That's I, I can't I can't applaud you more that, enough for that. Thank That's you, thank very you. Very well done. Um, I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I, just, I just say it all the time. It shows. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anywhere online that you want people to find you, or maybe you don't want to? Yes. Yeah, um, check Submaroach on Apple Pod, Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter. TMT is clutch. Same thing as Instagram. Um, if you dare, if you're badass enough to follow me, then sure, go for it. If you if you, if you think you can if you think you can handle it, go for it. Um, yeah, uh, have a great day. Thanks for listening to me wax lyrical with the man himself. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on this podcast. Um, I found out about your podcast when um, our friend Chinasa was on it. Okay. So, um, and obviously the copy episode and all that. So like, yeah, I mean, you guys are doing great work. Yeah, so. thank you, man. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on this and talking about. Thank you for having me. Talking about like foolish TV and film with us and just gushing about Donald Trump. Nothing, nothing foolish. This is art. This is how we shape the world. We express ideas through, you know, funny TV shows and impactful dramas and. And Fast and Furious. <laughs> and the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so obviously, thank you to my guest, TMT. Shout out to. Uh, Producers, Ibuka and Irma. Whoa. Shout out to Ibuka. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ibuka. Shout out to my social producer, Chinedu Heji, um, my regular co host, Obiora. And yeah, you guys are listening. Thank you. If you are new to the podcast, please just check what we've done. You might like it. If you don't, just still subscribe because something that you like might come up. And yeah, check out our YouTube. Please like and subscribe. And yeah, we'll be back next week, of course. Join. Bye. An actor making his first time feature of um, screenwriting debut. I'll be joined by the great Donna Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Is Donna Kaluuya really coming? <laughs>